0: Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled The False Teacher's Denial of the Lord's Return, Part 1. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Please note, before I start, I would like to briefly let you know my circumstances. But first, what is most important, I want to wish everyone a very happy Easter holiday for those of you who are celebrating it. May God bless you all at this special time of year now once again i am having issues i am having trouble with our door a repetitive ticking sound is clearly coming through into the voice recording making it completely unusable i have reinstalled audacity to solve this issue for now since this ticking sound does not occur in audacity for some strange reason We have also been having trouble with our recording computer's hard drive again. It has been live and then suddenly, without any warning whatsoever, it simply appears to not be installed, even though it is. Then, again, without any warning, it reappears and all is well until it is gone again. This drive is being replaced after this recording is posted. I am hoping this will finally fix my issues. I am hoping this will hold me until I can install my 1000 watt power supply. My new hardware requires that much power. Hopefully, that upgrade will put all of these issues to rest permanently. Thank you all so much for your patience in this matter. In our last episode titled, The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 4, April 10th, we learned about the stern, even terse, language that Peter is using here. We also found that Jude spoke on much the same subject. We learned also that he was even stronger in voice than Peter was. This tells us that this subject was extremely important. Barnes' New Testament notes gave us two strong thoughts to consider. They were, as those rocks were the cause of shipwreck, so these false teachers caused others to make shipwreck of their faith. They were as dangerous in the church as hidden rocks are in the ocean, in a world not inaptly compared in regard to its real comforts to the wastes and sands of the desert, they would only grievously disappoint the expectations of all those who were seeking. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Part 4. For more, listen to The False Teacher's Ungodly Lifestyle, Parts 1 through 4. Today, our scripture reads, Dear friends, this is already the second letter I have written you in which I am trying to stir up your pure mind by way of reminder. I want you to recall both the predictions foretold by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles above all, understand this. In the last days, blatant scoffers will come, being propelled by their own evil urges, and saying, Where is his promised return? For ever, since our ancestors died, all things have continued as they were from the beginning of creation. For they Deliberately suppress this fact that by the word of God, heavens existed long ago, and an earth was formed out of water and by means of water. Through these things, the world existed at that time, was destroyed when it was deluged with water. But by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been reserved for fire by being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly from free version of new english translation with limited notes second peter chapter 3 verses 1 through 7 the opening thoughts in commentary are a bit long however This commentary passage is very well worth examining to gain a firm understanding of what Peter is saying, as well as having a sense of continuity. The principal design of this chapter is to demonstrate, in opposition to the objections of scoffers, that the Lord Jesus will return again to this world, that the world will be destroyed by fire, and that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and to show what effect this should have on the minds of Christians. The chapter, without any very exact arrangement by the author, essentially consists of two parts. The argument of the objectors to the doctrine of the Lord Jesus will return to the world, and that it will be destroyed. In doing this, the Apostle calls their attention to the importance of attending diligently to the things which had been spoken by the prophets and to commands of the Apostles, reminding them that it was to be expected that in the last days there would be scoffers who would deride the doctrines of religion and who would maintain that there was no evidence that what had been predicted would be fulfilled. He refers to the destruction of the old world by the flood, a fact against which the same objections could have been urged beforehand, which are urged against the predicted destruction of the world by fire. With just as much plausibility, it might have been urged then that, the earth had stood for thousands of years, and that there were no natural causes at work to produce that change. No argument against this predicted event can be derived from the fact that hundreds and thousands of years are suffered to elapse before the fulfillment of the predictions. What seems long to men is not long to God. A thousand years with Him in reference to this point, are as one day. He does not measure time as men do. They soon die, and if they cannot execute their purpose in a brief period, they cannot at all. Peter says that the delay which was observed in executing the plans of God should not be interpreted as a proof that they would never be accomplished but as an evidence of his long-suffering and patience. He declares that these events will certainly occur and that they should be expected to take place suddenly and without any pre-intimations of their approach as the thief comes at night without announcing his coming. The practical suggestions which Peter intersperses in the argument illustrative of the effect which these considerations should have on the mind, are among the most important parts of the chapter. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. That was a lot of commentary. While we will examine only a small portion of this commentary, I wanted you to understand the fuller context. So, with that understanding, we will look at two very important comments contained therein that speak to us today. First, commentary told us, reminding them that it was to be expected that in the last days there would be scoffers who would deride the doctrines of religion and who would maintain that there was no evidence that what had been predicted would be fulfilled. This sentence makes two striking comments that are more relevant today than when they were first written and spoken, in my opinion. First, Peter is reminding them that it was to be expected that in the last days there would be scoffers who would deride the doctrines of religion. This is very easy to see today because it is not hard to find. Such scoffers today use the Internet and the resources there to gain public access, build a large audience, to only give you high-sounding words with little, if any, substance at all. They physically dress in ways that make, to the eye, a visibly more holy person than they may actually be. This is a place to exercise your caution with such people. It doesn't mean that they are bad people. It just means that some of them really are. You may find them in person. The big thing to keep in mind is anytime you have a question about what was taught you, any time you have a hesitancy to receive what was taught you these are cautions you need to pay attention to only you can make up your mind about what you will or will not believe a person has told you this restlessness in your spirit is a warning to be hesitant in receiving what you have been told until you can qualify it as biblical truth or at least being supported biblically. If you can soundly qualify it, then you can receive it. If you cannot qualify it, then do not receive it, even if you have high esteem for the person who spoke it. Remember, no matter who we are, how we serve others, we are all faulty. Many people try their very best and yet fail at times. These people recognize their errors and properly repent and ask your forgiveness and God's as well. Others speak error as if it were truth and could care less how you think and feel about them and or their teachings. This presents a false strength to you. Such people really do not have the apparent strength they pretend to have in their capacity. The unfortunate thing today is how prevalent this is here in New England, USA. In my area, it has resulted in this ministry for unchurched people who need strong, solid teaching as best as I, or anyone else, can supply. To those of you who are saved in Christ. I want you strong in your faith and capable to deal with these times and those times which are to come before we are taken out of this world at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, on the clouds. The second item we should note is, He declares that these events will certainly occur and that they should be expected to take place suddenly and without any pre-intimations of their approach, as the thief comes at night without announcing his coming. Three statements are made here in this commentary passage. 1. He declares that these events will certainly occur. 2. They should be expected to take place Suddenly. Three, without any pre intimations of their approach. In other words, without any means of knowing for sure that they are, in fact, approaching. We then learn the why. It is surprise, the unexpected, as the thief comes at night without announcing his coming. Does that remind you of a parable found in the Gospels? If not, it should. If it does not, you need to know God's Word better. That may sound a bit harsh to you, but it is nonetheless true and is demanded by the times we live in today and the times we will live in tomorrow. With regard to another parable in the New Testament, we should be like brides awaiting our bridegroom. Five of these brides knew to expect their bridegroom, even though they did not know the day or hour he was coming. Sound familiar? All they really knew was the fact he would come as he said he would. This is all true for us today. It is far more relevant now to us than it has ever been. While the war presently between Ukraine and Russia does not fulfill any blatant Bible prophecy, it does fall into the prophecy that speaks of, quote, wars and rumors of wars, end quote. While a general reference, the Ukrainian-Russian war does not fall into any other prophetic words in the Bible clearly. What we need to do is watch this issue because it may lead into far more compelling Bible prophecy if it spreads beyond its current situation at the time of this podcast is first recorded. Remember, it is not a question of if, but when, World War III will occur. It must happen before the tribulation period of seven years begins. Jesus taking us home and what is called the rapture will occur before the tribulation period is entered into by humanity. Will he, Jesus, return before World War III? One can only ponder without really coming to any real solid answers. Men may break off outward sins and profess religion without becoming holy, but they will be extremely apt to go back again, and when they do, they proved that they never had true religion or were made partakers of the divine nature. They never had a change of heart or were born of God. From the Family Bible Notes from the Nazarene Users Group. That should define the difference between a sinner who fails and repents and those who are just playing a game to fool real believers. Verse 2. Reads, I want you to recall both the predictions foretold by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. In chapter 4 of the book of Timothy, we read, maybe better, the same teaching as Peter is making. Timothy is addressing the latter times, also like Peter. Timothy writes, Now, The Spirit explicitly says that in the latter times some will desert the faith and occupy themselves with deceiving spirits and demonic teachings, influenced by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared. They will prohibit marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creation of God is good and no food is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving for it is sanctified by God's word and by prayer from 1 Timothy chapter 4 verses 1 through 5 In his farewell address to the elders of Ephesus Paul forewarns them that after his departure grievous wolves Shall enter in among them, not sparing the flock, and that also of their own selves shall men arise, speaking perverse things, to draw away disciples after them. Whatever view may be held respecting the date of the present epistle, it is plain that the apostle here refers to the same corrupt leaders and teachers, but he connects their appearance what that great apostasy foretold in his second epistle to the Thessalonians, found in 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verses 3 through 12. Of this, these grievous wolves, quote-unquote, were the forerunners. In and through them, that, quote, ministry of iniquity, end quote, was already working, the full development of which came when he, then hindered, was taken out of the way. From Family Bible Notes from the Nazarene Users Group. Does any of this have a familiar ring to it if you have known the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for a couple of years or so? It really should. It should be sparking thoughts of other biblical passages you should have learned if you have a couple of years or more personally knowing God. With that passage from 1 Timothy, it should have a sound ringing of what is going on in today's world beside the pandemic and other global issues that also tell us the return of Jesus Christ, our Savior, is close. We don't know how close. It could be days. It could be years. We don't know. But events are Pointing in that direction. So keep your eyes open. Remember as well what Peter urged. He refers to the destruction of the old world by the flood, a fact against which the same objections could have been urged beforehand which are urged against the predicted destruction of the world by fire, with just as much plausibility. It might have been urged then that the earth had stood for thousands of years and that there were no natural causes at work to produce that change. Peter says that the delay which was observed is executing the plans of God should not be interpreted as a proof that they would never be accomplished but as an evidence of his long-suffering and patience. Next week, we start to look at the damage a false teacher can do in our episode titled, The False Teacher's Denial of the Lord's Return, Part 2. What does Peter mean when he says, In the last days, blatant scoffers will come, being propelled by their evil urges, and saying, where is his promised return? We will learn this and more next week. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. We greatly appreciate serving our international audience. God bless you all. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners and new listeners. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. Thank you all so much. God bless you all. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life. Please find a short link to our episode titled, How to be Saved, If you go to our internet homepage, under the podcast menu item, you can find many popular podcast platforms we are found on. We are located at this internet address, unchurched.site123.me. At present, we are located on a growing number of podcast sites, so you should be able to find us on a platform you like. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.